You're listening to KPSQLP Fayetteville. The opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Please check with a trusted health advisor before following any medical advice. You are listening to the Wendy Lovett Show with Topher Kogan, where music, health, and plant medicine meet. On tonight's show, we are hosting Susanna Schreckheis, Ray Ray's World, and Chris Martin. And now, it's my pleasure to introduce my co-host, the brilliant writer... Topher Kogan. Hello, Wendy. How Hello. are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You're I'm good. good. Are you a little low energy? Or are you? Well, I just woke up. Oh, well, so yeah. That may be why. Your schedule's crazy. Just woke up. Well, yeah, and then I'm also getting ready for the parade on next Saturday. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I've just been, um, the, um, ensemble i'm wearing is just taking a lot out of me uh-huh. i can't wait to see it it is very i don't know anything about it maybe i should not know about it until that no day. we'll see we'll see i've been going back and forth on whether i'm gonna like send you um because i didn't send you the concept art for it i didn't uh-huh. send you that right and then i didn't send the reference and then i was going back and forth because i do like to send out um uh, um progress reports sure yeah uh-huh. But I didn't do that. You haven't so done like, any of that. No, I didn't <laughs> do that. So I am. I can't wait because yes. you know last year it's hard to top last year. You had that amazing yes, that hat. hat. So this year I was going for something a bit more um, wind friendly. So <laughs> wind friendly. Well, because last yeah. year I could hardly throw out anything because I had to hold that thing on my head. So I know it. I, I know you were kind of tied to your hat. Yes. You? yes, but this year. <laughs> Well, I will say there will be a hat. There will be, okay. And I'm adding pins to the hat, uh-huh. so it's I thought there was here. not going to be a hat, but so I'm excited. I can't yes. wait to see it. There's a hat. And I completely trust you in your artistic choices, so <laughs> yeah. what, you don't have to show it to me. It might be kind of fun to okay. see it that day, but it's up to you. Totally yeah. up to you. We did get bracelets in. I've got... Uh, nice. And uh, they, I brought some tonight for our guests, too. Yes. They say the Wendy Levitt Show with Topher Kogan, Health, Music, and Plant Medicine. I love and, this. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so we'll be throwing those from the car. Nice, And nice. trying not to hit anyone with them. Yes. There we go. And don't swallow these. They're not gummy. They're I know not. I'm <laughs> yeah. yeah, last week, you last made it very confusing. Show. I know, You were I know. talking about throwing edible things out of the car. Yeah, so these are not Which edible. we really cannot do. Cannot do that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but we did. The bracelets came in, and I'm so excited. They they actually look really cool. Yes, they do. They look. They really do. Nice. And so, so tonight is our last live show here on this station. We've kind of just yes. outgrown the room and and uh, decided to to instead of filming it in this room where you can't see everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Yes. Um. I'll, I'll, you know, for the whole show, we're going to film it at uh, Fayetteville Public Television, starting yes. with the new season. So this is. Kind of the end of the season, although next week we'll be live at the Idol Class Outdoor Issue mm-hmm. Party. That'll uh, be the big season finale. It will be, yes. yes. <laughs> That'll be the season finale for the first season of the show. I can't believe it. It's. I know, it's come so fast. It really it's has. Yeah, and now we're on, on to new things. Mm-hmm. And um, and we've got guests booked all the way through the end of the summer, so oh, well, look at really that. cool people. Go. And, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. Although I feel a little sad. I was pulling up to the Chancellor today, and I was like, oh, oh like, goodness. Oh, Will our key cards still work for a while? <laughs> <laughs> We still have a show here. Just talk, I mean, just talk to the man. Okay. <laughs> Adrian will help us out. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> help some show hosts out there. Exactly. I couldn't even say that. Help some show hosts out. There, there we go. We go. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say, um, before we go off into the full show, I did go to the movie theaters. You did? I did. Um, I went and saw Ma. I can't remember if I've shown you the trailer for that. I don't think so, no. Okay, so um, for those that haven't uh, seen the trailer, it's um, Octavia Spencer Uh plays a woman that lives in a town, 
and then um, something happened to her when she was in high school in that same town, and so she decides to get revenge Ooh. on her old classmates by going after their kids that are now in the oh town. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> wow. So it's a horror like um, the thriller suspense uh-huh. movie. Sure. And it was so good. Like, it was such a fun movie. So, just, like, to is be it in. one you'd have to sit and hold my hand through? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no it's not, um, say, uh, the jump scares aren't super jarring. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It okay. Was, it I was might be really able to good. sit, and it's not bloody or anything. Well, towards the end of it, it is bloody. <laughs> the truth is coming out <laughs> yes. now. But it's not over the top gory, okay. though. It's not. So, um, so I think. People who like that kind of thing with mm-hmm. a, a little bit of horror and blood, well, it sounds like they'll probably love it. Yes. So for Topher Kogan, thumbs up. Is it ten being the best from yes. on a scale of one to ten? What oh is my it? goodness! Because I had to have so much. Well, no, no, uh, because I had so much fun in this movie, and like I laughed non. You laughed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it was an enjoyable laugh. Okay. Like it was like the movie wanted you to laugh. Okay. So it wasn't laughing at it; it was laughing with it for me. All right. Um, I have to give it like an eight point five. Almost wow. A nine. It was a really. I kind good of want to see it you based need to on see that it. because I really trust your judgment, yeah. and it doesn't. I like a l- suspense. I just don't like a lot of uh, gore. You know. Yes. Yeah. But that sounds good. Thank you. Well, I think it's time for our health Hi. guest. All right. And um, on tonight's show, uh, we have um, Idol Class publisher Susanna Schreckheis. Susanna is a 2D and sculpture artist. She holds a BA in art from the University of the Ozarks and was a 2018 Artist Inc. Fellow. In the past year, her art has appeared in over 65 galleries across the U.S. And tonight, we'll be discussing her journey with depression and improvement with ketamine treatments. Welcome to the show, Susanna. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. What an impressive art uh, um, bio- biography. Um, I, I just I love your artwork. I've seen it at Stage 18 and, of course, online, the different things that you post. So very different and um, enticing, you know. Thank so, you. Yeah. So, Susanna, let's talk a little bit about your journey with depression. Um, it sounds like uh, we're going to get to the ketamine part in a few minutes, but um, have you tried um, lots of treatments for depression, and what's your journey been like? Yes, I was actually... Um, Okay. Okay. I, I was actually diagnosed with depression when I was in high school. Wow. So, so it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, and I'm 50 now, so, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> so it has right. been a long time. Yes. So, and I've tried um, lots of medications, lots of therapy, mm-hmm. retreats, um, meditation. I mean, anything you can think of, I've tried. I am a recovering alcoholic, so mm-hmm. I haven't tried any um, mind-altering, and I'm really, really sort of paranoid about sure. like anything that is addictive. So that's why when I was researching you know, new things to do and the ketamine came up, I checked it out, and it's not addictive. Right. I just want to let everyone know that, because yeah. like, that's always the first thing I tell, tell my doctor or new doctor sure. or anyone, because I want to make sure... You know, I like to feel my feelings and, and, yeah. and have my mind open, and, and I don't you know want anything that's going to numb those or that because so many drugs now are habit forming Mm -hmm. so i think it's so important for me to look for things that aren't habit forming Mm -hmm. so um i just happened to be to find out about this and i googled and there happened to be a place right here in fayetteville that Mm -hmm. does it yeah and you brought up some really good points in in that description so you have you are somebody who really wanted to get better yes and you tried all different things from alternative health kinds of things, meditation, mindfulness, to medications, different medications. But it just didn't bring you what you were looking for, right? No, no, it didn't. Um, And I was really did not honestly believe ketamine would help me because I tried Mm -hmm. so many things. Right. So I was like, okay, but I'll try one more thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was really, really surprised how much it helped me. Right. I, I mean, I was I was really really shocked how much it helped me because I don't know how much the viewers or you are familiar with depression, but with depression, the, you know, it's kind of up and down. But there's always like this underlying thing of wanting to hurt yourself mm-hmm. or feeling bad about right. yourself, which and, is just part of the disease. Which right. is part of the disease, yeah. yes. And so I noticed about after the third treatment that went away. Wow. Yes, and so I was like, and I kind of 
didn't realize how bad it was until it went away right. or how much it affected me until it went away. Sure. So let's let's back up a little bit. So okay. ketamine is a, an animal tranquilizer, actually. Yes, uh, and they use it for anesthesia. Mm-hmm. The ketamine treatments for depression are, it takes about 45 minutes. It's a really slow um, infusion mm-hmm. for, from an IV bag, okay. and it's a very small dose. Mm-hmm. So what... I, I mean, something I've read is like the ketamine hole or the K-hole. You don't go into that. I mean, you don't have to worry right. about yeah. going into that. So, right. um, And so uh, it's uh, what I'm, one thing I'm curious about is I know with the pills for depression, which I also have, have depression, um, you know, I just found that the side effects from them were worse than... The, all the symptoms of depression, and I don't know if you experienced that. Um, I haven't actually experienced from normal antidepressants. I mean, definitely if I was ever prescribed anything for anxiety mm-hmm. or, you know, it kind of numbs me out and yeah. and everything, I, right. and I don't like that. And some antidepressants can do that, too. Sure. But I've always been, like, sort of really paranoid about what drugs I'm on, so I always check them out really yeah. well before well, and I, don't I know take if them. it's really paranoia, it's, you know, educating yes, yourself yes. and making sure that it's going to work with your body and that you're okay with whatever effect you're going to get. So um, I didn't like those undesirable effects. Yes. So it sounds like with the ketamine, you don't really have those undesirable effects like the thirst and no. like weight gain and <laughs> all no. that stuff. No, know? and after, you know, after um, a few, I got twice about twice a week for three weeks. So after that, it's over with. Mm-hmm. And the way she uh, described it to Dr. Wong, who's a psychiatrist, which that's another reason I chose to do it, I felt really comfortable that although I was doing alternative medicine, there was mm-hmm. also a medical doctor there in case something did happen. Sure. So I, that made me feel really safe about it. And the way she explained it is when you're depressed, the dendrites in your brain sort of break off, mm-hmm. and the ketamine helps build them back in a very, very short time. Right. So it's working on your nervous system. Yes, yes. Um, And so you go in and you have this infusion. And during the treatment itself, what is that like? Well, she has a very nice nurse, (laughs) a very, very nice (laughs) nurse there that didn't hurt. When I'm super paranoid about needles because Mm -hmm. they always hurt. And so she was very gentle with me, and they they answered all my questions, and the doctor was in and out, which made me feel good. And... um, and safe and so I just laid there for about 45 minutes listening to music and um sort of trying to meditate Mm -hmm. what's going on and um I covered had my eyes covered with an eye mask in about 45 minutes and it it's I mean people have different different things it is hallucinogenic Mm -hmm. so um so I did have some thoughts that all of mine were like super positive and great. Mm-hmm. Like all, like some people say they don't, but all mine were like, I felt like, oh, I'm such a good person, you know, yeah. like like all nice. these like all these messages that I tell myself when I'm depressed, it's like they were being erased and, right. and replaced with positive messages. That's wonderful. Because <laughs> <laughs> one of the things with depression yes. that irritates me so much is I get those little voices yes. too that are like, you know, you terrible things Mm -hmm. and I know they're not true right you know so that sounds great you know and I I was I watched a little video about uh, ketamine treatments uh, earlier today and the person was saying that the experience felt really good to them so that's why I was asking you yes it did to me too and I was really scared about it because it is you know hallucinogenic but it so I was scared but in it and it was great though yeah nice it was really really good wow and so after the treatment um, after the first treatment, did you see desirable well, effects? Well, some people see um, results. It made me really tired, so I slept when I got home. But I, some people say they see results after the first one. Mine was more gradual, though. Mm-hmm. It's like I find, I noticed it after the third one, a, a lot after the third one. So I think it's just like everyone's a little different. Sure. You know, some yeah. people might not notice it after the fifth one. or, or And some people you know, have really great results with the first one. Right. I don't know why. B- people's bodies are different. And they are with everything, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's pharmaceutical drugs or natural treatments or, or ketamine. You know, <laughs> um, Every body will respond differently. I'm so glad you had a positive result, though. Yes. So, yeah. so, um, and the psychiatrist actually said she's seen more positive results in the short time than she's seen in like her whole 
20 years of practicing medicine. Wow. Yeah, because I was asking her, are you sure you think this works, you know, right. before? And she was like, I just have seen, seen so many positive results right. from this. So I, I was learning that the it works on the plasticity of the nervous system, like you were mentioning. So it's not like the old theory of dopamine, which, which was actually disproved years ago, <laughs> you know, that it's a, a problem with dopamine, a problem with hormones. Um, um, this is totally different the way it works in the body and it's it's got to do with your nervous system yes you know and i think some people sometimes people you know feel like that they're weak or there's something wrong with them if they have anxiety or depression have you heard Mm -hmm. people say things like that definitely yeah Yeah, i know yeah i'm familiar with that like um negative self-talk and thing Mm -hmm. and it's really you just have to i think the best thing that like helps for me and like and what i've seen with a friend of mine is it's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a thing of, um, like, humans, we didn't evolve as fast as our society and, like, mm-hmm. and like the stresses that are around us have, like, come up. That's so, true. So, like, our bodies <laughs> haven't mm-hmm. adjusted yet to mm-hmm. all the things that we keep, like, putting ourselves through. Right. So, it's not a, a weakness. It's simply mm-hmm. le- trying to learn to um, adapt to that. And sometimes yeah, your nervous system it, yeah. needs a little help, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I'm, so, I'm so glad you found this. And so, it was not after the first treatment that you saw great no, results. No, it, it, it was, was probably after the third. I mean, okay. I didn't feel bad, but, you know, yeah. it, I, was, I was sort of like, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Right. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't work on, like, 1% of people or something. I mean, there's a very small percentage it doesn't work on. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was after the third one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would just like to speak a little about depression, too, because I've lived with it my whole life. And as you were saying about society, a lot of people think depressed people should just get up and mm-hmm. force themselves, you know, just force themselves to do stuff. But it's really, it can be incapacitating mm-hmm. and debilitating. Yes. Depression can be. And it's an illness, like you said, it's a disease just like anything else. It's something going on in your, scientifically going on in your body. Mm-hmm. And I've had to overcome a lot of negative talk from society as well mm-hmm. about about depression and being a weak person, like you were saying. Right. With the, with Which clearly you're not. <laughs> I've gotten to know you a little bit. And clearly you're not. Um, so I'm so glad you found something that's Thank you. working. And uh, so let's talk for, we have a few more minutes. I'd love okay. to talk about your art a little bit oh, sure. more. Yeah. Um, I know you have some things coming up, don't you? Uh, um, I do have... Um, Yes, I do have. I, I I just recently won the Ram in Fort Smith, so I have a solo show coming up in, nice. next October. So that's a, a while away. It's a really big gallery, so I'm glad I've been working a lot on uh-huh. on my art recently, and I have a couple more things in the works. I don't want to talk yeah, about, that's okay. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I you know I was in so many shows, and when you're in a lot of shows, especially out of town, mm-hmm. you know, and traveling, um, it it's really sort of not the part you don't have time to make art so I'm kind of taking time right now and I'm working on a whole new series I'm super excited about and and just working on my art a whole lot because the art part and the business part kind of is two different parts of Mm -hmm. your brain so I kind of have to shift back and forth between okay I'm just going to work on art and then okay I'm just going to work on the business of promoting and having my art in galleries and (laughs) absolutely yeah now would you say uh, that the art uh, doing the work helps with depression oh absolutely in fact in fact one of the reasons i'm working on some fiber art and one of the reasons i like sculpture and i know for myself that when my hands are moving Mm -hmm. and there's some sort of connection that gets made with my brain and like just realizations come to me and creativity comes to me and and um i'm able to figure things out you know just like epiphanies and stuff Mm -hmm. when i'm moving my hands and thinking at the same time as you can see, I'm using my hands right now <laughs> yes, to talk, yes. but, but there's something. So as opposed to painting or drawing, I like it more active. Right. The, to be very active in my art. Yeah. W- with the sculpture, I feel like I don't. I'm not. A, I don't do sculpture, but I feel like you're really u- probably using your body. Yeah. Do, yeah. But and especially I'm bending wood that's mm-hmm. wet and mm-hmm. using a nail gun and and you know screws and power tools and everything. I mean, I don't have a dress on today, but Topher's going to be like, you don't look like you know but, <laughs> but yeah, so it is, it's very physical. And I think part of it is when, you know, when I'm in the moment and my, and I'm busy, you know, my mind's just in the moment and that's like the best time for me is when I can, you know, not be in the future or the past, just be in the just moment. Be, right. Yeah. And experiencing everything, all my senses that are going on in the moment. Absolutely. I love that. Um, so where can people find your art? Well, I have, um, 
Instagram, Facebook, and website. And I currently have my art in a traveling exhibit. And I'm going to be do actually going to, I forgot about this, I'm going to be doing a workshop in Pine Bluff at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm using um, the traditional Hispanic um, ways of thinking about an altar for Day of the Dead, but I've translated into me using it as an American mm-hmm. and stuff from my past and I made an altar about my grandmother so I'm going to be doing a workshop with um, some people in Pine Bluff about that and currently at the um, Ram in Fort Smith. Wonderful. Well I'm excited to join you at the Idle Class party. Yes. You're also a publisher for the Idle Class <laughs> and we'll talk about that more okay. later. I hope you'll stick I around. I completely forgot to mention that. Susanna, thank you so much for sharing your story and letting people know about this treatment and how it worked for you. It's, it's really helpful to everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Stay tuned for our musical guest, Ray Ray's World. Tonight's musical guest is Ray Ray, a hip-hop and R&B artist from N.W.A. She won the Black Apple Awards for the Best Hip-Hop Artist of 2018 and was nominated for Best Female Artist as well. Welcome to the show, Ray Ray's World. Hello, hello. How's everyone doing today? Good. It's good seeing you again. It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you since the... That was my first event I ever threw. That was my birthday Yes. Oh, Benji's? Yes, yes, we did Benji's video release party. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And you've just been so busy and just go just running the world. I love it. <laughs> I mean, Ray Ray's world. I yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to be in your world tonight, Ray Ray. Yeah, thank I, you for I having me. me till tonight. <laughs> so exciting. So, um, so Ray Ray, uh, when did you start performing um, your music? So I actually started as a child. I grew up just, man, really like two, three, just busting out them Destiny's Child songs, not even knowing what I was doing. <laughs> nice. Like, my nice. sister's like, oh my God, you got to hear her. And I'm like, why? And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm good. Like, <laughs> so nice. as I got older, I did band, I did choir, mm-hmm. I did all state every year, jazz band, like it just kept going and going and going. Well, well, I'm so glad that you kept going. Yeah. And you are our first hip-hop artist here, so I'm okay. super excited to have you. Um, and what will you be performing for us first? So this first song is called Blessed. Uh-huh. And this one I actually wrote about myself and what I do for the community, for my family, and for my friends. But it was also written around the time that my grandma had been diagnosed with... Um, Stage four lung cancer. Oh gosh! And she beat it. She did. She beat it, and then my stepfather too. At the same time, he had like an emergency heart surgery issue. So, but he beat that too. Like it, it was crazy all at once. So this song really means so much to me. Nice. (laughs) All right. Well, let's do it. Gotta do 
those lyrics yes Beautiful. i love it and the backstory is just like thank you for sharing that because i just added like so much more weight to it yeah so, like, i haven't actually told anybody really yet because well that's because i'm actually shooting the second part of the video coming up like this mm -hmm. month Mm -hmm. So then when you see the video, too, it's going to make even more sense. Are you trying to have me out here crying? No, I mean, <laughs> you're trying to just, like, I break mean, just me down. <laughs> Sometimes we really just have to take the time to think, like, you know, a lot of things happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are going on. But sometimes you don't need to know why. Sometimes Some people believe in things. Some people don't. Mm hmm but more importantly, you really got to believe in yourself and think about Amen. everything you've been mm -hmm. through, what mm -hmm. your family has done for you. That's what did it for me. Like, I just, it, I could not stand to see my dad like that. Like, it broke my heart. And he never complained. He never complains. I didn't even know. So, and he doesn't even, he doesn't even know about this yet. <laughs> so I can't wait <laughs> Well it's beautiful for you to express yourself In that song like that mm -hmm. It'd be So beautiful you. So what are you going to sing for us next So this next one Well first let me go ahead and shout out um, Raymond House He's the one that produced that amazing beat for me mm -hmm. And Demi God the producer From Sauce Radio is the one that helped me Make that incredible So thank you This next one is called Ride or Die It's actually a song I was featured in with um, Johnny Cash and um, Eddie Knight. 
So I'm just going to do my little part and just sauce it up a little bit. Nice. <laughs> yeah, of it's a little more upbeat. I don't want you to cry now. <laughs> Thank you. We don't want Topher Kogan <laughs> to shed a tear. <laughs> Baby, tell me, do you love me like you say you love me? And when I'm out of town, do you be thinking of me? Would you stay if I was broke and we was living, mommy? Oh, what if I lost it all and I had next to nothing? I just gotta know right now, will you tell me? Baby, will you be my ride or die, Machiavelli? I just gotta know right now, will you tell me? Baby, will you be my ride or die, Machiavelli? Who you know I love you, baby? Who, boy, you're so amazing. Think about you on the daily. Baby, I'm not gonna go And you're my heart and soul Everything about you lately Don't even drive me crazy I'm not like no other lady I'm dedicated, that's for sure And I'll never let you go And yes, you know I wanna ride for you Hey, baby, I would even die for you You know my body ain't proving through But I'ma lay it on the line for you So yes, right now I'm your lady I'm your ride or die and your queen, you're my baby I'm never gonna go when I'm here to stay I'm your Machiavelli, I don't play those games Boy, you know I love you songs are like that (laughs) like they're never gonna there's never gonna just be one category it's always gonna be like i didn't know she could do that (laughs) yeah we were talking um what was the who was the band Hmm. because we said this because like um because then it come up about how um they were kind of like in that same thing of like like on like on the same um, album they would oh, go making, to I think making loaf maybe the genre hopping <laughs> yes there we go <laughs> yeah. and I love that more artists are starting to do that now they're like let me show you everything in my tool belt that was what I wanted to make sure to do when I started this too because mm-hmm. that's me I wanted to make sure when I started this, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be myself. I'm not going to follow everybody's lead. Mm-hmm. You know, well, a little bit if you know it's the right lead, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. I'm going <laughs> to be myself and show what I can do. I don't have to be like everybody else, you know. Exactly. That's why Ray Ray's World. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually are you, Ray Ray's World is actually reaching out to help other people too, Yes, correct? ma'am. Yes. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? That, boy, I've done four or five different events mm-hmm. since I've started. I've done, and I started a music scholarship. Wonderful. So that one's called the Ravers World Music Scholarship. So all the events I've hosted, all the things, all the money that went towards it went towards the scholarship. Nice. And so this scholarship is for people how to how do people apply for it and what exactly are the parameters how do they so it will have to be a student who is going to be doing something with music in the future Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i haven't decided how many like if i'm going to do one big one or if i want to do you know right so what i'm probably going to do is get it back to my high school i went to springdale harbor high school Mm -hmm. they didn't really have a whole whole lot of stuff for music they had some things but i wanted to make sure i'm giving back to my high school because if it wasn't for them wonderful Mm-hmm. Man, I I wouldn't be here. Yeah, <laughs> I love it that you're doing that, Thank and you. so great to have you here performing. <laughs> and we will be very fortunate to have her performing at the live show next week, the Idol Class Launch Party for nice, the Outdoor nice. Issue. We'll be doing mm-hmm. our podcast live, and Ray Ray <laughs> will do a selection there as well. Yes. So thanks so much wait. for joining us tonight. I hope you'll yeah. stick around. Yeah, and check check me out on RayRay'sWorld.com on all social media. Ray Ray. 
Well, R H A E. Yes. I have to make that very Yes, there is an age. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ray Ray's world. Well thanks again and we'll we'll chat with you again toward the yeah, end of the show. Thank you so much for having me. Smoke it, like it or not, we're gonna have our pie. We are in the green zone and uh, we're attempting to reach our guest. That was really delightful, wasn't it? The music? Yes. Yeah, really different. I enjoyed it so much. Um, So tonight um, in the green zone, we're going to be chatting a little bit with Chris Martin. Mm -hmm. And um, Chris is a professional chef and former semi pro baseball player. Nice. Yeah, and he's a Crohn's disease survivor. Mm hmm. Founder and CEO of Hempful Farms, and also a drug war survivor. He mm-hmm. served time uh, due to the drug war, mm-hmm. um, and he's also a proponent for cannabis prohibition. He's an activist, so he's got yeah. so much, so much going on. A total survivor. Yes, I'm going to have to ask him um, when you mention that he's a chef. Uh-huh. I must know if he incorporates cannabis into his food. You know, mm-hmm. um, whether that's with. Um, can of butter or just like you know right like missing because i always love that and i'm and i'm and i'm always interested if people cannot just just add it to add it but actually add it into like the flavor profile of a dish right like right. i like that would be really good. yeah i know i know that he um has been doing a program i think it's called convicted creations mm-hmm. where he's making food um actually in the in the prison yeah but, which wouldn't have the cannabis but he oh, also yeah. had a yeah <laughs> although it would be cool if it did <laughs> but, but uh but i know that he has done infused food also so yeah mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to speak with him further about that and when i lived in massachusetts with his legalization and i was a patient yeah i could infuse food all the time like people would come to edge house and be like does this have it in there yeah <laughs> you know um so welcome to the show chris thank you thanks for having me i'm so glad to speak with you i've been we've been kind of following each other a little bit on social media i think um so i just uh, did an introduction while adrian was getting you on the phone and um uh, you have so many things going on but uh one thing that topher and i wanted to talk to you about uh is uh infused food because <laughs> that's something <laughs> that uh i know that you have been doing as a chef correct absolutely yeah i've been uh a chef personally and in, in, in my career for about 25 years but i've been making edibles for uh, about 15 uh-huh so when you're, uh, do you want to ask him your question oh, about yeah. the recipes? Yeah, definitely. So are the recipes so? Um, so for so many people, when they hear the word um, edible, their mind, well, mine especially, goes into like the sweets, like it goes into like oh, sweet, right. gummy, you know, confection stuff. Um, but do you do it on more savory foods that you know, just like traditional, you know, chefy dishes? That people wouldn't normally. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. I like know, but you yeah, know, we, we run the spectrum. We we definitely run the gamut. I mean, I've done everything from basic, simple food like I do here at my cafe, breakfast and lunch, mm-hmm. all the way to we do course meals. We've actually hosted uh, medicated course meals where we've done everything from fragua and potted pork belly and <laughs> oh my goodness to, to, to 
400 quart chocolate fountain that was completely medicated. That uh, is amazing. I mean, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to really take advantage of the the ability to infuse in so many different ways with so many different products. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And you make drinks also with it? Absolutely. Yeah, we do all kinds of stuff with juices and smoothies here in the cafe. And then on our product list, we do some alkaline pH balanced water. And we call them ishes, where they're just slightly flavored um, with, with uh, organic, all natural flavoring. And that's just water. It's just uh, good for you. We don't offer sodas or anything like that in our stores. We, you know, that's kind of contradictory to what we're doing. Right. Yes, um, thank you. Thank you for doing that. We try to check you into healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonderful. So, Chris, I came across um, uh, your your film, the documentary that's being made, um, and it, it, it's called Haters Make Me Famous. Is that the Chris Martin story? Is that correct? Yes. I love the name of it. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, honestly, with, without the story, I, I was just a guy in Prescott, Arizona, making candy bars. Like, nobody really knew who I was or my story or anything about me until the... the the whole situation happened, so I think it was very appropriate to, to choose that name for mm-hmm. the documentary. It's catchy, it grabs you, and definitely fits what happens. Right. And just sort of in the interest of time, keeping it a little bit brief, but uh, if you can tell our listeners and viewers um, a little bit about the story and, and how you came to that sure. name. Sure. Um, well, the short, short version, I grew up in foster homes and, and placements as a kid had a rough childhood at home. Uh, from that point, I came out here to play college baseball. Um, and the medical program started up a little, you know, a few years later. I had a couple injuries. I was diagnosed with Crohn's. I had a bunch of medical issues going on. And I started fighting some of that medical stuff with cannabis. Uh, the law was passing out here in 2010. So we were right in line, getting our cards and our caregiver cards ready to grow. Mm-hmm. But then the, the catch 22 came in and you could only have two and a half ounces of flour um but we just grew 25 pounds so i was going to do do with the excess uh i turned it into food immediately going to compassion clubs collectives anywhere i could go and get it to to patients veterans anyone that needed it and the government didn't like it they did Mm -hmm. not like it at all they they raided my family um put us you know three and a half years of court and tried to really trump up the charges really bad. I was looking at 127 years, um, everything from criminal syndication to organized crime to wow. I mean, you name it. I had five endangering children charges because my kids were in the same house that I had smoked weed in six years ago. I mean, it was just the most crazy um, um, turn of events. Well, I hired a private investigator because I felt like if I put all my money into an attorney, that the attorney and the judges are all friends anyway, and it's probably going to go bad. So I put it onto a, a PI that had been kind of burnt by this system. They, they took his pension or whatever the case may be, and he, he was, you know, kind of mad. Mm-hmm. And he dug up a lot of stuff about the police force and what was going on, so much that when we went back to the state and, and told them, you know, okay, this is what we have, this is, we're not going to take any deals or anything, they came back with a two-year plea. Hmm. Um, to, to where I still was fighting. I said, no, I'm not signing a plea. I'm not, I'm not admitting guilt. I'm not, I didn't do anything wrong. And my lawyer literally pulled me into the hallway during a timeout and said, hey, look, man, they're waving the white flag. I think you need to understand that that's them conceding. And I said, but I still go to prison. <laughs> and I still right. admit right. guilt. And, that, you know, this is not what I want to do. And he, he's literally in tears, 75-year-old man, barred in four states, been doing this a long time, and looked at me and said, son, go home to your family. Take the plea. Go home to your family, get this thing right, write your book, do your whatever, and come home. Mm-hmm. And it really took me a good, you know, few minutes of absorbing everything he's saying to me that this is what I needed to do. So I had to go in and tell my wife, hey, I'm gone, I'm, I'm going to sign this thing. And um, my, my goal was to get to prison, write a memoir that my family would understand if I died from Crohn's or anything else in there. And uh, just hope that my kids understood I didn't quit. And that's really what I left it at. Right. But it turned into so much more. When I was in prison, I started a couple of programs called Coloring Books for Convicts, where I raised money to, to help cannabis inmates come home and, and have something when they get here. We started a nonprofit, ZoncaMiles.org, to help with it. Um, and it just, from that point on, blew into this movement where we realized that wow. it was bigger than me, it's more than my story. You know, it's just a platform for me to help 
and, and to keep going. So when I came home from prison, I brought my, my book home, and I met a gentleman, Trey Goodman, with DCM Media, and he fell in love with it. He's like, Chris, I've never seen a more compelling story in 25 years of film. I want to help you. And literally, we, we finished two books in a year and the doco. Wow. You are such a thriver. I mean, I can't even say you're a survivor. I think I read someone said that you're the ultimate survivor, but I see you as a thriver, mm. you know, taking this terrible situation, which should never have happened. I mean, I think one of the issues is that the authorities still don't look at this as medicine, whether it's right. legalized, you know, to me, legalization is kind of a trap, you know, and right. uh, and and you experienced it firsthand, you know, here you were helping patients, helping yourself and trying to help others and and this terrible thing happened. I'm so sorry. But but also, I think sometimes with all this adversity, someone like you pull, you know, pulls it up and and look all the good that came from it. Um, Absolutely. You know, so thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Um, and so the documentary, is it still in production? No, the documentary is completed. Uh, we just released our trailer a couple weeks ago, and we got word that uh, Nandar Distribution picked up a five-year distribution deal on it, and we're just waiting to find out what platform. Oh, how wonderful. I saw the trailer, and um, so I'm really happy to hear that news. And uh, I hope you'll, you'll definitely update us and let us know when, that, when that's all happening. Oh, I'd love to, absolutely. We're, we're patiently waiting over here to find out exactly what, where, and when. Right. Nice. So tell me, I have other things. I know you do so many things. So you you have pet products and you have something called <laughs> something called Zonka bars too, right? Yes. Well, Zonka bars is the, the reason for this story. So when, <laughs> when I grew the 25 pounds and, and had to convert it to food to figure out what to do, I came up with a brand and the brand was called Zonka bars, kind of like Wonka, uh -huh. Willy Wonka. Um, with a Zonka. I became, <laughs> I, I became Billy Zonka. And <laughs> we created this candy bar line with golden tickets where I went to the local head shop here with Zong, and they created a Zong with my logo on it. And if you got a golden ticket, then you went to the head shop and got a bong. And, you know, cool was that? Nice. Wow. Little marketing things that we did early on in the company, just as small, small mom and pop that really took off. <laughs> the branding's beautiful. The products were all organic and non-solvent. So nice. It's, it's all just really good medicine, and we've just kept it that way. So when I went to prison, obviously I lost the rights to do a lot of that stuff uh, when they took it, but it's a, a, a company took notice to what I was doing, and when I came home, they had staged an area or some time for me to sit and chat with them about an investment. They wanted to invest money into my brand. They felt like that, you know, with the tenacity and the work ethic and the team, we could kill it. So they, they, they came to me, offered me a deal to get some capital and build my company. Well, they also owned a 15,000-square-foot grow with a license but hadn't built it out and didn't know anything about what they were doing with it so it was a perfect example an opportunity for me to jump up and say hey look i'll do a deal with you guys and i'll take this capital and i'll run with it but i need to know you're vested so they wanted 50 percent of hempful farms which obviously wouldn't happen right we made a different deal on one of my smaller companies but i also shot back at them and said okay well i have no problem giving up you know, a percent of me, but I want a percent of you. And I was really shooting in the dark, like, please, please, please. And they agreed. They realized that, hey, wait, we can't grow, and we don't know what we're doing. So two years ago, I took over their license, well, at least the rights to it, and brought in my team, and we recreated Zonka, the very brand that I went to prison for. Wow. And now I have flour in 60 dispensaries in Arizona. And my kitchen opens up in three weeks where we'll relaunch all the candy bars again. Nice. And uh, my, my extract lab is, is done and, and operating. I mean, it's, it's a dream come true. All the things that I sat in prison counting bricks on my wall for, you know, and why I was there with cannabis. Now I'm home and, and I got to do it all again. So really being a blessing that it is, I just make sure to keep paying it forward. Yeah. <laughs> and that's there's a way I can help or give opportunity. I just, I continue to do that. I love that. I love that. I, mm -hmm. you know, 
I got sick in 2011 and they told me I was going to die. And I always say that was the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> because it brought me uh, to where I am now. And sometimes as terrible as those, as it is, uh, the things that happen to us, you know, if you're a strong person, you can really then make a difference. And I love it that I you're can, doing that. I can tell you when, when I got told that my original charges were 15 felonies and I was looking at 127 years, Mm-hmm. I'll never compare my my story or my sentence or potential sentence to a, a, a death sentence or a stage four patient. But I can tell you, after that glimpse, that little split second of time, I kind of had a visual or a feeling of what those people feel or what they mm-hmm. what they go through when they're facing something like that. It punched me so hard in the face, and I realized, like, wait a minute, who's going to help my children? Who's going to help my grandchildren? Who's even going to be here to tell them that I wasn't that bad of a guy? Right. And, I think and that's what drove me more than anything. When you hit that bottom, when you hit that level, I think something takes over. Maybe not everyone, but for me, something took over, and it it just it drove an overdrive where I wasn't going to fail. Right. There's no also one damn lotion. One at a time to every single person that walks in front of my door or I knock on until I make it. Right. I, That's wonderful. I, I, really, I, I really admire your tenacity and your, uh, you know, you kind of had your eye on the prize and you just kept going. And thank you so much for everything that you're doing. I had a, a little glimmer in my mind when you were talking about the Zonka bars, Topher, mm-hmm. about like a remake of Willy Wonka, but with Zonka. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just flashed <laughs> in my head. I'm sure you've thought about it too. But hey, well, uh, be careful. Be careful what you wish for. We've got a couple <laughs> projects going on right now and, and if they go well, you might just see a, a neat little factory tour in front of you. Oh, nice. Well, thank you so much. So uh, just if you can just give people a place where they can could get in touch with you if, if they'd like to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have all kinds of outlets. You can follow us on any of our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Hempful Farms. Uh, that, that's our, our main corporation. But then we have Paul Putty. We have... Convicted Creations, which is a cooking show that I created from prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did 10 episodes on YouTube, and we just showcased the food that we made in prison, like tamales out of Doritos and ice cream. Some, and some actual healthy food, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's counseling, too, you know. We, you bring I bring in the inmates that I did the time with that were in there for cannabis. I put them on the set. And we, we socially work it out. We, we, we counsel each other through a really rough time with some laughter. Nice. And, and kind of poking fun at each other. And we show other people, like, look, you're not a victim. You're, yeah. It happens. Right. You know, the only difference between us and a lot of people is we got caught, really. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Coming out of that victim state is so important. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Chris. It's been delightful. And Thank I'm you. sure we'll chat again in the future. And please, people, check out Haters Make Me Famous. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care. What a great story, huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. This has inspired me to cook more. <laughs> to cook more. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you, you know, me, Topher, hmm? what is it you like cook? Like gummies? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I actually cook. No, no, I cook. Um, I, th- I would say a specialty of mine. Why not? No one else has tried it, but um, I cook like a lot of like uh, salmon, and so like salmon. I'm getting more into asparagus on how to like do that so it doesn't just taste like asparagus mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mostly just like fish and then like green vegetables. Yeah, you're into green vegetables, which is really good. Yeah, he's you. You cook all the time, and do you, mm-hmm. so. We hit, now we're joined back again by Susanna Sharkheis and Ray Ray. How about how about you folks? Do you are, do you cook at home? I do. I do. <laughs> you do. I have an instant pot uh-huh. and an air fryer. What is an instant pot? Oh my gosh! Let me tell you. You can put <laughs> frozen chicken uh-huh. or frozen anything in there, and it's gonna be cooked and ready really fast. Really? Oh my god! Everybody it. loves their from their air fryer instant pot thing. Now, it's like all anybody talks about now. The air fryer. I have high blood pressure runs in the family so i got the air fryer and it tastes so much better mm-hmm. not even just so like this meats. is if you like fried food but it's not with all the oil uh, and not even just that you can uh, make cakes in that thing really yeah 
Oh yeah. my god, everybody <laughs> loves the air fryer and their Instapot. It's all I use. I wonder what Chris Martin thinks about that. I'll have to ask him Ooh. later, because he's a, he's a chef. But Do you cook, Susanna? I do cook. Yeah. I'm a vegetarian. I cook a lot of uh-huh. beans and vegetables. I cook a lot nice. of vegetables. Nice. I'm a vegetarian also. Some days, I try to be vegan some days during the week because of the environment. and and uh, But I... Uh, I, I kind of I can't give up half and half. That's one thing. I've tried all the substitutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have, <laughs> like yeah, the coconut yeah, milk. Yes, and it's just yes, not the yes, same thing. Yeah. Did I tell you what I used to do with half and half? <laughs> no, I, I don't, don't know think if I so. did or not. Um, so so I so I go through phases where I'm like really big into like cereals, but I try to do like <laughs> healthy cereals, uh-huh. like um, like a special K with with the red berries, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff in there. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how I got onto it. You put half and half I in the cereal? treat half and half like just regular oat milk. <laughs> that seems so rich is, to me. It is, <laughs> but I love it. He says with a giant <laughs> smile <laughs> on his face. It's like, it's like ice cream cereal. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. It is the best thing in the world to me. It's uh-huh. so good. Well, my favorite cooking thing, uh-huh. just, just lately, is that salmon, you need some green peppercorns. Green peppercorns, green some peppercorns. cognac, uh-huh. and some cream. Okay. okay, very just a little drizzle over the top. Oh my God, you're gonna go to heaven and, and cut that. <laughs> okay, I'll have to try that one. I'll just, try that. One. Just a little. Have you ever tried bulgogi? Oh my God! What is that? Heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> is that? It's, that's it's, that's a that's an air fryer thing. Right? The, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, my man is from Korea. Mm-hmm. And that, oh my gosh, it is the best meat I have ever had. It is so juicy and flavorful, but you don't, I don't know, like it's so perfect. It's like there's ginger in it and sesame seeds, but it's like how they put it in there. Uh-huh. And you just eat it with like a side of rice or some vegetables. Oh, that sounds it's good. It's so mm-hmm. Good. You can get it from Shogun. Actually, the best place probably to get it from is either Ginger or Shogun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've learned how to make it at home because I had to make sure that he could have some Korea at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's better, really better to cook at home. You know, you mm-hmm. never know when you go to a restaurant what they put in there, yeah, exactly. um, whether it's MSG or added salt or, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I'm frequently disappointed if I do take the plunge and go out to eat because it's either too salty or just it's not what I expected and I feel like I'm paying all this money for something that I would have made better at home mm. you know <laughs> so I mean I know there are great restaurants out there um, but I'm, I'm like you we cook a lot of beans and fresh vegetables and yeah I think people just need to start treating restaurants like we used to treat them it's an occasion to go right. yes. it shouldn't yeah. be an everyday thing to go out. I think the convenience mm-hmm. thing. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just it, you know, people want convenience in every area of their life. Yeah. You know, they can watch anything on their phone. Mm-hmm. They stop and eat instead of going to the grocery store and preparing something. Um, but it doesn't, it hasn't done well for us, you know, yeah. for our bodies. It's much mm-hmm. better if you're cooking at home and taking that time, even putting the phone and the computer away and mm-hmm. spending time cooking and talking to your family. Yeah, because yeah. I can't tell you, it is so difficult for me to, when I sit down to eat, to not immediately go find something to watch, mm-hmm. just, like, to take up time, like, also with eating. Like, I can't just sit down and eat. Like, I have to, like, okay, we have to find some movie, some TV show, some something just to mm-hmm. distract a little bit. Oh, it's true. It's I, definitely I true. I had ham and eggs this morning, just like that. What, by yourself? Or, or, or distracted. Or like distracted. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we are so distracted all yeah. the time, you know. So I think it's nice if you can sit with a, for a meal, even if you're by yourself, and mm. just be in that moment. Yes. And it, I think it digests better, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. So, um, oh my goodness, this show flew by. It is flown by. <laughs> it really has. Oh goodness. It's been so great having uh, Susanna and Ray Ray here. Mm-hmm. And um, we will see you next week at the Idol Class 
uh, party for the outdoor issue. Yes. Um, it's what coming day up is real quick. That is next Thursday at Trailside Village. The event starts at six o'clock, and oh my gosh, we have so many things. There's this so much going on. Scavenger yeah. hunt through the property, laughter yoga, regular yoga, musicians, our podcast. Um, Chef Chris Martin not there, unfortunately. He will not be there, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, he will not. Thank Speaking you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk about it. Oh, it's been so delightful. Yes, it was here. so nice yeah. having both of you on. Do you have a show coming up? Yes, I do. Um, Friday at Nomads in okay. Southtown, there is a comedy show. I'll be on that. I think that's where I said 8.30, so okay. doors are like at 8. And then I just wanted to promote, so I don't know how many people know that we moved the open mic to the Trailside Nomads. Oh, okay. So, that's very good to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Wonderful. And we'd like to thank our local sponsors, Lit Smoking Supplies, mm-hmm. Family Pet 